This is the Northern Superior Brewing Company Upload Strike Zone Edition, hosted by Connor Henderson and David McKaig Jr. Northern Superior Brewing Company is located in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada, where there are many beer options available for purchase or delivery, and where we're superior and it's a northern thing. Make sure to follow Northern Superior Brewing Company on Facebook, tagged at Northern Superior, and on Instagram, tagged at Northern Superior Co., or the website, northernsuperior.org. The Gain Sports Show and Gem are fortunate and grateful to have Northern Superior Brewing Company a part of our sponsorship family and and if you haven't already started to put in your order for some delicious beer, you're certainly missing out. So get to it. Now let's chat some baseball. Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show. This is a Northern Superior Brewing Company Upload Strike Zone Edition, and the Game Sports Show is brought to you by the Game Entertainment and Media, GEM for short. And it's your host, David McKaig, and I'm here joined by the main face, the main voice of Strike Zone and host of the Strike Zone, Connor Henderson. Connor, how's it going, my friend? I'm doing great, Dave. How are you? I'm doing great. And I'm a little, I got a little bit more excitement in my step, if you will, a little more spring. In my step, if you will, uh, huh. kind of little pun I wanted to throw out there. I, if you're a Blue Jay fan in particular, you know, keeping this show professional, we're not going to go too much, uh, too much excitement on particular with one team. But everyone knows that I cheer for the Blue Jays, and I know all of Canada has been absolutely excited from the action of the Blue Jays this past week. So you know what? I am doing great. I know we got a lot of baseball news that we are going to get into. So why don't you let our listeners know what the agenda will be today? Well, Dave, we're going to be covering three topics. First, George Springer to the Jays' biggest signing in free agency so far. Uh, Second, the passing of Hank Aaron. And third, another scandal. I feel like every time we call, there's a new scandal for us to talk about. So we'll we'll get into that. This scandal is a, a very interesting scandal, if you will. Of course, the world of social media is had a lot of their field. They have comments with this, if you will. I'm not going to read those comments at this particular time. But... We won't say what that scandal is yet. You have to wait until we get to that topic. And Connor stated that in the order that we are doing the show. So, Connor, you're leading us off. You are a leadoff hitter in baseball, realistically. But before we even give you the leadoff spot, I'll make sure I give all the listeners a little reminder that Strike Zone will be airing on a sporadic schedule here on our on our particular program with Jem and the Game Sports Show. And then when baseball season starts up, both nationally and hopefully locally, we're going to be doing weekly uploads with myself and Connor and some potential other members of the Game Sports Show staff will be chiming in as well. So right now, Connor, we are on the sporadic schedule. We've been mostly doing this on the weekend uploads and all the news base that has been coming up. And like you mentioned, the three topics we're going to get into, the first one with the Blue Jays, in particular with George Springer, lead us off. Well, Dave, this is the biggest signing the Jays have had since probably the Russell Martin deal in terms of dollars and cents from a free agent. Uh, in terms of in-house talent, this is even bigger than the Vernon Wells deal in 2006. George Springer's coming in at six years, $150 million. He's a three-time All-Star. This is what you want. When your core of players is young and cheap, you make splashes. And this is exactly that. We see it in other sports. That's the new model. Um, If you've got a young core like the Jays do, you've got a little bit of cap flexibility um, and uh, money to play with and and make a move. And, And they definitely did. 
They have. And like one thing that I, a lot of media has been really releasing is a potential lineup of the Blue Jays, right? And I'm going to give credit to Sportsnet for this one, for their particular lineup that they listed out. You can have Biggio, Springer, Bichette, Vlad, Teoscar, Guriel, Gritchek, Telez, and Jansen as your one through nine in the order. And let me tell you, that is absolutely sexy. And I don't mean that in terms of looks. Okay, I don't want to get involved in my own little particular scandal in terms of anything of such. Okay, this lineup, though, is absolutely disgusting. We haven't – if you look at the Blue Jays for their batting lineup in the previous, right, you you can look at Joy Bats, Edwin Encarnacion, Josh Donaldson, Troy Tulowitzki, right, the, when they had their runs in 15 and 16, but they obviously weren't able to succeed and win the World Series, but they obviously provided a lot of entertainment. Look at the, uh, the Texas Rangers series, the bat flip, right, uh, the bat drop, I call it with Edwin Encarnacio against the Baltimore uh, Orioles against Eminez and the extra innings. And, uh, you know, there, there was a team that we thought there that they were going to be uh, world series champions. I feel like if they would have got past the Kansas city Royals, that would have been the year that they would have won because I think that's the best year when their bullpen was most effective with Dalabar and players that they had at the time. But since then, obviously we've seen a change over the blue Jays, right? New management, uh, new man like overall in the upper in the office and obviously coaching staff, everything of such that kind of altered. And you bring in these young guys, uh, Biggio, uh, Bichette, Vlad, the drafting, their signing was great. The, the the story about Vlad Jr. and Connor, I think you and I discussed about this, is one of the most fascinating stories in terms of baseball if you're a Blue Jay fan. Like there was teams lining up. Every team wanted Vlad. Every team in the Major League Baseball wanted Vlad. Uh, and obviously with Vlad having a little ties with the Expos because of his dad and everything of such. But Alex Anthopoulos was the only person that went in person to go see Vlad. And the the organization, when they signed Vlad when he was 16 years old, okay, that was the alternate, alternate total change of the organization from then towards what we're seeing now. The development, the every the growing pains we kind of had to go through at a time where they were struggling, lower end of the division. But they always still kept a competitive team, right? And that's where with the Blue Jays signing Springer shows belief from a high-touted free agent that they – believe in this team in particular with George Springer and some potential rumors about other players going around that we're going to get to in a few moments, but you've got to look at this lineup and just be impressed with the youth and just what they have. This is going to be a team that can be very successful in the AL for a lot of years to come, as long as everyone is happy and wants to stay in Toronto. Yeah, Dave, this is a big vote of confidence from management and you have to get excited about it, right? Now there's one thing that, that I'd like to address and I was curious about your opinion as a Jays fan um, there's a person that I saw on Twitter named Tony Adams who did a little research on George Springer. Apparently Springer was second on the Astros lineup in terms of trash can bangs for the 2017 season, the season he won the World Series MVP award. Now, is there any worry on your end or in the Jays fandom from um, from people who, who might be suspicious if he can keep up the... The, the great power, the, you know, the, the the great approach at the plate. Is there any concern there? You know, that's a very good point. I read an article on jaysjournal.com and obviously a very popular uh, Blue Jay page. And, you know, I think I speak for all fans. This is, is very exciting to bring in a three-time All-Star, two-time Silver Slugger, despite all the 
the confirmed <laughs> allegations with the Astros, obviously, it's certainly concerning from that end. But this is a player that even despite that, like the methods of the Astros, now he is ending up with a different team, a different organization. I feel like just the athlete that George Springer is. And one thing that was brought up with the uh, with the Jays journal was a Springer was second behind Marwin Gonzalez for the 140 bangs, if you will. Right. And uh, is it a bad rep for Springer? Obviously, look at guys that like Jose Altuve, Carlos Correa, when in reality, Springer benefited more than either of them. Right. And the trash can, it's such an interesting kind of analysis and graph that you can check on jaysjournal.com. Much credit to uh, the author of it by uh, Callum Belshaw was who wrote it. And it was about 21 hours ago from this recording, today being January the 23rd, uh, around 4.30 p.m. So there, it's a long list going through, but does this concern me as a fan? I want to appreciate, like they said at the end of the article, of Springer being a Blue Jay. And I hope that I can work past those feelings, much like Callum said. Uh, but overall, I'm going to believe that this is going to be a special time for the Blue Jays. Again, like Callum said, I cannot agree more with what that journal said about the analysis and just believing on turning a new page. And just I'm not skeptical at all. Everything with the Astros, I think they're pure cheaters. I was behind all of everything what they, that they did. And I'm surprised that no one uh, stripped off the Blue or the World Series from them and uh, an asterisk, whatever the heck they're going to do. But they didn't happen that way. So... I, I'm not concerned if I'm saying that for Blue Jays fans, but it's okay, like the title of that article says, to not like the George Springer signing because of what happened. But it happened, and we have to appreciate what Shapiro and Atkins are doing, bringing in such talent like Springer, because no matter what it is, this is a talented baseball player. Absolutely. I think forgiveness is one of the cornerstones of, of our society. Uh, you know, A lot of what we build here as human beings is – is, is around uh, letting go of the past and, and moving on for, for a better future. Let's hope that we can get that from, from George Springer here uh, with the Toronto Blue Jays. It's, you know what? And one thing with the rumors, too, that I wanted to bring up. See, now when you sign somebody like George Springer on an absolute massive deal, right? It was six years. You said $150 million. Obviously, a lot of front load there. And Springer's 31 years old. You know, so he's going to be signed with the Blue Jays until he's 37. So hopefully he can maintain that consistency as a baseball player. I think after you hit 35 and go over a little bit, you know, you kind of lose that little extra spring, if you will, in your step. Uh, but I feel like George Springer is quite an athletic build where he can really thrive, especially at uh, the Rogers Center. I feel like that's a perfect ballpark for him. And the outfield, you know, I'm always curious about who's going to play in that outfield now and how it's going to rotate in because obviously you got Springer who's going to be in there. You have Gritchick that's there. You got Gurriel that's there that can play both infield and outfield. T. Oscar, who is obviously an outfielder, he's not an infielder. So you got to think that uh, Gurriel is going to get some infield time. But speaking of this infield time, there's rumors about the Blue Jays not being done in free agency, right? We've seen them sign Kirby Yates, which is an absolute fire of a signing. I'm a fan of Kirby Yates. Yes, because his name is fucking sick. Yes, there's a first swear of the show. And obviously he was successful at the Padres. You know, he has a, a great background. You know, he... He's going to an organization that needs that enhancement with the bullpen, okay? And I'm always concerned about the Blue Jays' bullpen. That's always been something as a Blue Jays fan and Blue Jays fans where they thought they weren't as successful as they could be. Pitching, 
you know, it's been suspect. It's been the times in 15 and 16 when you bring in Price by trade or uh, now bringing in Ryu, big fan of Ryu. Obviously, he had fire numbers this year. But the rumor mill has him potentially locked into James Paxton, the big, the maple himself. And, of course, my favorite thing to do is butchering names, but Andrelton Simmons, I'm not sure if I nailed that, but there's a guy who's an absolute extraordinaire, if you will, in terms of the infield, right? So I think with this lineup, Connor, they can be very, it can be very attractive what they can do, especially if they bring in these names. And once you bring in George, right, you bring in somebody with that type of background and just uh, what he brings to the table, you're going to attract more players to come play there. Absolutely. And you can really see, especially when you're targeting guys like George Springer, like Andrelton Simmons, um, you nailed it, by the way, a lot better than off the air when we were <laughs> running through his name. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Shot, it practiced it in my head a couple times. <laughs> no, it's good. And, and I love seeing the athleticism. Uh, Vladdy notwithstanding, I think the Jays are building a flexible lineup, like where we won't, short of George Springer himself, be seeing the same outfield 162 times a season or whatever the, the game count is in a COVID year. It's really exciting to see what sort of flexible athletic approach they're going to take. Um, and we'll just have to wait and see. See, now, one thing that people say the Jays lost out on the Lindor trade, right, which could have been a huge uh, – don't get me wrong, a trade, sorry. But they would have lost assets, right? You would have lost uh, someone from that starting nine that I think – I think Teoscar or Lords Guriel would have been one of the guys going the other way, to be honest with you. And I'm a fan of both those guys. Uh, but so if you go get Simmons, is he not a better defensive player than Lindor is? I know Lindor is – you know, is, He's top, got to say, top three shortstop in the game in terms of maybe number one, if you want to go that one, in terms of all-around player. But defensive numbers, I think Simmons and Lindor have a lot of similarities in terms of kind of, you know, not the air to non-air not kind of ratio count. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Lindor is for sure a better player than Simmons. I think there's no question. And Lindor is a good fielder himself. But Andrelton Simmons is maybe the best defensive infielder, or at least he seems to put on the highlight reel plays that, that no other player seems to to do in per- perpetuation. Um, yeah, I, I, the question there would be, if the Jays got Lindor, uh, especially with the looming uh, contract situation, do they have enough ammo to, to also get Springer? Uh, who knows, right? That might have put them in a completely different situation on that front. See, that's a good point. And then would you rather Springer or Lindor? Obviously, I think people would go towards Lindor because of maybe age or whatever it may be. But the Blue Jays, either way, they still have a great infield, right? You have Biggio, you have Bichette, you have Vlad who can play first or DH, whatever route you want to go. Uh, you you have Goriel that can play outfield, third base, and I believe he's also had a little bit of time at first base as well if needed. So I like the potential bringing in someone like Simmons to be the, the next guy up in that rotation to allow Vlad a DH day or allow Bichette a, B, a DH day and give Vlad the day off if necessary, especially with this year, which we're, we're going to be very interesting to see what happens with the schedule. Obviously, when the Blue Jays see and, and the baseball season gets started, we're not going to be sure how everything's going to go by then in terms of the vaccine and everything going on with COVID. So we don't know if the Blue Jays are going to be based out of somewhere or or if they're going to uh, if they're going to be able to play from home again somehow. If travel is going to be allowed, we don't know what's going to happen there, right? So I just think it's smart to bring in as much depth as you can, and I think Blue Jays have the flexibility to bring in that depth. And Simmons is more than depth. This is a starting guy in my opinion, but he might not be on the Blue Jays. But the pitching and 
and the bullpen is still an area for the Blue Jays where I still think they need to address. And I think James Paxton would be a perfect fit to that rotation. And bringing in Kirby Yates is already enhancing that bullpen a lot better. And obviously bringing in Chatwood as well. There's a guy who has been inconsistent a little bit in his career as well. But there's a guy who can put up good numbers. And they're they're improving as best they can, if you if you will. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we don't need an ace if you're a fan of Toronto. They have Hunjin Ryu. It's the supporting cast now that they have to fill out, and Paxton fits that bill. Definitely. Now, and Pearson coming up. Listen, we've talked a lot of Blue Jays. I know we went a little extended here. I think almost nine minutes more talking about the Blue Jays. But we got the gap in terms of time to play with, in terms of conversation. So we went a little extra here. And the reason why I want to, because of this excitement now. I remember last time we talked, you think, oh, the Blue Jays are missing out. Blue Jays haven't done this. Now... Blue Jays have done that. They've been smart. I wasn't a believer in terms of speaking as a fan of Shapiro and Atkins. I wasn't. Atkins, I had optimism with. Shapiro was where I was in doubt, right? And there's a guy with now a contract extension with the Blue Jays as well. And as soon as he gets that extension, has that security, that additional security with the team, he was able to make some of these moves. And I think the plan, he was patient. He was extremely patient. And it's working out right now. And if you can bring in some surrounding depth, that'd be great. But I'm a, I'm not even ex, not even thinking about the the batting line. I know the lineup's going to be sick. I'm excited to see what Nate Pearson does because there's now the number one weighted pos, prospect in baseball, and the Blue Jays have him. It's going to be very exciting this year. Now, Connor, if you're ready, I know we have two other topics we're going to get to. So you uh, swing the bats to the next one. <laughs> All right, Dave. <laughs> um, on a, on a little bit of a somber note here, Hank Aaron passed away. Age 86, one of the best players, if not the best player to not use steroids of all time. Yep. And uh, this this is just um, incredible. Like going back through his history is incredible. Um, the, the fighting racial barriers, of course, the th- threats that, that were levied against his family, his children. Um, a lot of people consider him to be the true home run king. I, I was curious, what's your perspective on on that? See, it's amazing. You know, obviously, when at his time of playing, you can think of Hank Aaron. Obviously, when Jackie Robinson was in the league two prior, that's when all the breakthroughs were really happening in baseball from that threshold to Hank Aaron's era as well. So, with Hank Aaron. He defied he defied racism, right? And that's from the, right in the New York Times title. And then I'm taking that. And he passes away at uh, at the age of 86, who obviously lived a long life and was a, obviously, in my mind, the true home run king. I, I'm sorry to say this, but Barry Bonds, I apologize, you know, because like, I can imagine still even with taking the additional, let's just say, strengthening pills, if you will, we'll keep it that way. Steroids is the is the right term, obviously, but I call them the strengthening pills when I was a kid for some reason. Don't know why the superpower pills and they it made him like elevate to be better than what Hank Aaron's number was. Hank Aaron naturally did what he did at a different era, sure, but. Overall, this is the true home run king. And, you know, 86, you know, is is an elderly age. And it's still sad to see in terms of someone passed away, no matter what their age is. Because it's he is an icon in the world of baseball, right? There's a guy who, like I said, true home run king. He defied racism and he was such a fan favorite. And he was somebody who, who was, when you think of baseball, you're thinking Hank Aaron. 
whenever you think of baseball, I, when I was younger, obviously, right, when myself and you were younger, Connor, there was guys like Bond, Sosa, McGuire, sort of, uh, maybe more so me than you, because I do got a couple of eight years on you, but it's still around the same era. But a lot of our parents and uh, et cetera would say that Hank Aaron, and even though at my generation, when I think the word baseball, what player comes to mind, there's two of them. It's Babe Ruth. It's Hank Aaron. Okay, those are the two players that changed the world of baseball because of what Babe Ruth, uh, Babe Ruth, sorry, brought to the table. But Hank Aaron, because of what he defined off the field and what he brought on the field in terms of his home runs. Yeah, when we're talking about greatness in sports, it's very easy. You look at the Michael Jordan, Wayne Gretzky, Tom Brady. Like, like we've got these these characters these these figureheads of the sport and baseball is such a weird one because like how do you compare a pitcher as a goat to like a fielder um but if you're having that goat conversation even though it's it's very hard with the steroid divide the the negro league versus like like this the segregation um hank aaron will always be in that conversation as the one maybe the two um best to ever do it and what's crazy is he's a power hitter or he was a power hitter excuse me he was six feet 180 pounds you know (laughs) like that's there's not a whole lot of meat there it's just that's how much like torque and power (laughs) this this man had in his swing he's top 10 all time for war in in the entire mlb very hard to do and he was um and you know, here's an easy trivia question for you. Who has the most all-star appearances all time in the MLB, Dave? Hey, Garrett, I believe it was 24. I want to say it's 24. I think I, I don't, and I did not hear that, but I remember <laughs> reading about it a couple of years ago when I was looking up some history before, and for some reason that number sticks out. Yeah, I think I think it's 25, but like you got it. Like that's it's him, right? Like it's it's incredible. He's the 3,000 hit club. It, when we're talking about dominating over time. Um, you know, I, I heard the other day, like Tom Brady has, you know, in three decades, he's been dominant and, it, and it's true. Like, it's incredible. It's um, a, Tom Brady. I hate him, but I don't hate him. Does that make sense? <laughs> like, it's, you know, like as a sports individual, I respect Tom Brady. Why do I hate Tom Brady? Because the fucking guy wins everywhere he goes and it pisses me off. But you know what? That's the way it be, man. If you want to be the best, you just be the best. You keep being you, you know. But you were saying about Hank. Sorry, I had to put my comment in with Tom Brady. <laughs> no, for, no, for sure. I know that that strikes a chord with you. I, I apologize. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's just incredible. Twenty twenty five time All Star. It, it it's just I don't know. It, it's a sad day, it, but. You know, it's nice to celebrate these sorts of things. And um, he is a World Series winner. I think he only won once, right, with the Braves. And I think he beat the Yankees, I believe it was, if I remember correctly. It was in the fifth, late 50s, 57. I, I know we're recording, but I always try not to pull up stats, like to try to sound smart. But I think it was in 57 or 58 when uh, when they beat the Yankees. Mm. Yeah. So, so, like, you know, there's – I'm going to look it up right now as we're typing. 57. So there was 57. So obviously winning one World Series, everyone thinks that you define somebody by their, their championship rings, right? You look at uh, look at Tom Brady. There you go. There's the GOAT himself. Uh, you look at Scotty Bowman as a coach in hockey. Uh, Montreal uh, with um, Detroit, obviously, right? So uh, there's there. it's not always about championships, right? It's not. And Hank Aaron – 
proved is a reason why he had a title. Don't get me wrong. He had a ring. He, he had his legacy, but what he did on the field, what he did off the field and what he impacted, not just the sport, but worldwide in sports is what makes him the true icon in baseball. Listen, like in modern society, I still can't believe we're talking about a lot of serious issues in terms of racism. Okay, I understand that's another topic for a whole other day that is not even my area of expertise. Okay, but it's still an issue today, obviously, as we all know what happened in 2020, a year uh, that had defined a lot of both society. Guys like Hank Aaron are guys that have fought for that off the field with maintaining such a positive reputation on the field. And to be able to handle both and be somebody who's liked on and off the field, that shows what kind of person that you are. And it obviously is a very sad day for the world of baseball. But what he did in the game, he's by far the best power hitter. Obviously not in weight. Listen, I'm 5'11". 5'10", actually, is my right height, and I'm 215 pounds. And Connor can back this up. I've gained some more weight on the belly since my playing days of hockey, but I ain't swinging for the fences at Strathclair Fields here in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, okay? Let me tell you, it takes a lot of power. It takes a lot of practice, and especially at a time in that era where technology wasn't as enhanced, he is a raw, natural talent is what Hank Aaron was. Yeah, I I couldn't say it better myself. So with that, Hank Aaron, definitely a true icon in sports. Recipes to Hank Aaron. A very sad day in the world of baseball. But, Connor, our final topic today, going to you for the third pitch. Well, uh, after that very sentimental segment, it's time to get terribly raunchy and <laughs> very disgusting because we've got another scandal once again. Um, Dave, if you were given the reins to the New York Mets, how long do you think you could hold on to the job without getting fired? I certainly know I can last more than 37 days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can tell you somebody who couldn't. Uh, Jared Porter gets fired. Uh, he was the GM of the Mets for less than two months. And uh, recently, Mina Kimes and Jeff Passan of ESPN broke a story that Jared Porter sent dozens of unsolicited pictures and texts. What kind of into- pictures and texts, Connor? Uh, I don't know, Dave. I don't know. Just dick pics. I'll say it flat out. Dick pics he was sending out. Okay, and ESPN, fun fact, uh, the Game Sports Show friend and uh, one of the powered sponsors of the Game Sports Show. Just a little hint and a little little advertisement there for you. Connor, continue. (laughs) I think we've reached a tipping point in accountability in our society with people in power who are from private corporations. Um, Now we've seen that businesses are actually willing to, to follow through on complaints. And if you've got evidence, hopefully um, these sorts of things get followed <laughs> through on. Um, so tw- yeah, 2016, four years, uh, these, these uh, photographs and, and images were, um, you know, were saved, Sad. I guess. Saved, yeah. yeah. And, and, um, and yeah, it, it goes to show that, you know, if, if you do something bad, like if you sexually harass someone, like hopefully, uh, there's some accountability and, you know, it, it obviously took far too long for this to come to light in terms of this guy's case. But um, I, I'm glad that the Mets actually um, followed through and, and did what they did by firing him. 
Once, I want to, if I may, I'm going to read the quote directly uh, that with through ESPN's report that was posted by again the New York Post, the New York Post and Times, and I'm giving some love to some competition here, but got to give credit where it's due. But ESPN's obviously the one that released everything. Not a big deal. Part of the game sports show family. ESPN reported that Porter sent 62 unanswered text messages to the reporter, and this was as you mentioned 2016. Among those messages included. Photos that displayed a bulge in Porter's crotch area (laughs) and an erect penis. Porter initially denied to ESPN that the photos were of himself, but in a statement Monday night earlier this week, team president Sandy Alderson acknowledged that Porter had apologized to the reporter. So, in terms, admitted that his crotch dick pics and his erect dick pics and his naked penis, that was his, sent to the reporter. What the hell? Are you thinking, man? Like, like, listen. Oh, here you're lonely, sending pictures. I get it. I get it. You know, like in terms of, I don't, I don't, I don't get it, but I do get it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you're a man, you got issues going on. Don't be sending dick pics, okay? Don't be sending dick pics. You don't do that. You don't do that in the world of sports when you're in a professional position or at all in general, okay? Once you send that, you hit send on that on that phone or that program or that application. It's in the cloud. It's in the memory bank. It's in the hard drive. It's in whatever. And then your dick is going to be everywhere. Okay. All right. And this guy is flaunting his penis around like no one else is going to see it. I don't know what's going through your mind, but that is an idiotic thing. And he lasted 37 days in the job with the Mets before he got released, if you will, if you catch my drift with the kind of the pun there. (laughs) Oh, my God, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, I don't think I don't think I've ever met somebody in my entire life that said, you know, what would have made my day better? <laughs> some <laughs> some dick pics. <laughs> like you know like this morning, not my eggs and my my bacon and my orange juice or my mimosa or coffee. I want a good morning dick pic from Jared Porter. No, <laughs> no, it's it's terrible. Like like it's it's sexual harassment, and like we make light of it here because of the how the stupidity, the pure. Um, unadulterated stupidity from from people who you know uh, do this uh, in an unsolicited manner. Of course, like you know, if if it's consensual and it's mutual, then then that's a different story. But um, wow, it just <laughs> it's just crazy, crazy times we live in. And let's hope that um, he wasn't doing this to other people as well. Like it, it's it's hard to know, but uh, you know. I think people are going to be uh, coming forward, if you will. Like, look at reporters, okay, like uh, think of Andrews that had her, uh, her her case, right, with a spy in her room. Uh, and listen, it, it's when people do acts of what they do, uh, that was a complete different scenario. Obviously, it wasn't somebody sending dick pics, unwanted dick pics, if you will. But the world of social media, the world of media, the world of texting has just changed the society as a whole in regards to even professional athletes. you got to be more careful as an athlete in particular. you just got to be careful in general, even as a regular human being. But once you're an athlete, you're even under a different microscope, right? And Or even if you're a manager, different microscope. But you shouldn't be doing that as a professional or just overall in general. Nobody wants that. And as you mentioned, if it's someone that says, yo, yeah, send me that, and it's just a mutual thing that you guys are doing, to each his own, keep it yourself. But if you just wake up in the morning and you're – 
you know, you're feeling excited as a male and you pull out your Android or your Apple and you're like, I'm going to send this to somebody and you send it off and that person doesn't know it's coming, you're going to be in absolute uh, trouble down the road. And it may have happened in 2016, but that don't matter. It's still saved. It's still there. And that proves that just maybe think before you hit that send button and just overall think and use your brain. Hashtag turn your fucking brain on. <laughs> That's what I want. To <laughs> I, I think I think we, we've said it all, Dave. <laughs> I know I jumped. I had to read that part with ESPN being very vulgar with it, and you know, uh, obviously everyone who knows the game sports show, we we have no filter with our language. We keep it real as it could be, and it, this this is certainly some weird. And Connor, one thing I want to bring up, kind of as a little bonus kind of topic of sorts before we wrap up the show, Corey Kluber going to the Yankees. The Yankees get somebody, but Tanaka it seems like he's going to be going somewhere else. Is that what you're suspecting? Yeah, that, that's the scoop. That's the word on the street, if you will. Um, it looks like Kluber snuck in, took Tanaka's roughly 10 to $15 million on a one-year deal. Uh, good for Kluber. You know, he's fought through a lot of injuries, and um, hopefully he can bounce back. I just wish it wasn't with the Yankees. And uh, <laughs> as for Tanaka, he, I mean, he did everything he could uh, to, to help that organization, and now it's time for him to move on as well. Definitely. Now, you know, I really feel that the Yankees are kind of feeling like, oh, we should get some more moves here. And particularly, obviously, you have a good pitching depth with Cole there. But Kluber, I've always been a fan. I remember watching him pitch against the Blue Jays before the Indians moved on uh, to the World Series against the Cubs. Of course, we know who won that World Series. But it, it, it's, it's the scare of injuries, right? And I'm a, I've always been a fan of Tanaka as well. Even though I'm not a fan of the Yankees, they obviously get the good talent in there. And you got to respect an organization that is a the evil empire, if you will, of the baseball threshold. But Kluber I think is a very interesting signing. I think by the time you and I have a conversation next time, I feel like we'll have another destination for Tanaka. I know there's a lot of rumors going around about Bauer, and I know the Mets are tied into that uh, as well. And even the, I think the Braves are being tied to JT Realmuto as well. And there's just a lot more moving pieces in this offseason. And potentially next time we talk, maybe the Blue Jays will have signed another pitcher or another player as we've already touched to. Dave, just call it now. Call your shot. Say, tell the fans that the Jays are getting Trevor Bauer. The Toronto Blue Jays, in my opinion, will sign James Paxton <laughs> and, and Adrenaline Simmons, and I think Bauer will go to the Mets. You know, I, I was going to stick with that, but I think despite all this tease, if he goes to the Blue Jays instead of Paxton, that is what I would want. No offense to Paxton, uh, especially being a, a Canadian boy, but I feel like the Mets are going to throw out a little extra more money, and I feel the Blue Jays are going to look at adding that more depth to their lineup and just enhancing their pitching and bullpen rotation um, with uh, affordable type players, if you will, that they can take the, the high ceiling, low risk of sorts. I think Bauer is going to be the guy going to the Mets, unfortunately. You know, you know what, Blue Jays fans, I tried, uh, you know, Dave's predictions on this show have been near perfect for the last year and a half that we've done it. So uh, tried tried to get you Trevor Bauer didn't happen. Hopefully we'll get you Paxton. I think so. Now, now, last thing for you being a Tigers fan, we have a lot of listeners in the American region. We'll bring up a couple extra bonus topics, if you will, with transition us nice to our next show. Uh, but the Tigers, quite quiet, if you will. The, the Tigers are where the Jays were like two years ago. They, they got to build through the youth, and we're not going to see a big splash for a couple of years. No, and that that's where, you know, there's – 
we know we have a lot of Detroit listeners. So I'm going to say that will we, will we be talking about a lot of Tigers? Absolutely, throughout the season. Blue Jays and Tigers might get a bit more love throughout the year uh, because of our location of our show uh, in particular and just our fandom between myself and Connor. But we obviously will be talking about every team, every game, every analysis from a national perspective as well as a local perspective inside the Sault Ste. Marie area and, of course, Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, but as well as local baseball and other communities in Canada and the United States will be touched on as well that we'll get some good information from Scott and the stateside and friends outside of Sault Ste. Marie. So we got lots. I love my guesses. I love making predictions. I know people chirp it, say that's not good when people do that on media. Screw that. It is, especially when you get it right. It sounds perfect. And I've had a couple good ones where I predicted the Steelers move up to get Devin Bush in the draft. They did. I I love it because I'm a humble guy when I get it right. And I always vocally say it and brag about it uh, once I, I do get it right. But I hopefully that this offseason is not done for both the Blue Jays and just the baseball offseason where it seems like it's always a scandal every every year we're talking about. I just hope we can move on from scandals and start having that excitement in baseball because I think that's what basketball is lacking, Connor. Or is that additional ex- ex- uh, excitement, if you will? Yeah, just uh, yeah. But Connor, you and I, we we hit the strike zone a bunch today. We had three different topics, plus a few other bonus topics that we brought forward. I want to make sure to remind listeners hit like and follow, subscribe on all of our platforms, as well, that is on Spotify, Apple, Podbean, Podtail. Uh, po- uh, podcast platform, sorry. And of course, on our website, thegainsportshow.com, you can make it as your homepage on both your laptop, uh, desktop, or your mobile device. Just copy and paste it to your homepage. You click it and get all of our access. And in particular, with our website, we will be doing a full update on our website, courtesy of Thrush Creative Co. So we'll be doing a nice, fancy little update that will hold us until our next big update that a little teaser and we've had additional shows this week that have been uploaded a bit late because of what we're doing in the background on the website but make sure you check out our recent espn 1400 edition with scott earlier this week we will have one this upcoming week we will have in the pocket this week but one thing i want to highlight to make sure you don't miss is a darren mccarty interview that we had on our little caesar special edition upload it was absolutely hilarious but connor this has been the uh, the strike zone you're the host you're the face i know a lot of people think i do talk a lot i 100% do, but you and I had a fun time here today, and I appreciate you coming on. appreciate you spearheading this show. I know we have a lot more coming up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Absolutely. And now, Connor Henderson, make sure you follow him on YouTube as well. Fun little fact. And he looks like the guy from Rookie of the Year. <laughs> we'll have to throw that out there, a little extra fun stuff. Now, Norton Superior Brewing Company, thank you to them. This show has been brought to you by Norton Superior Brewing Company, where it's a northern thing. They have free local delivery. You can follow them on social media, both Facebook and Instagram. It's at Norton Superior Co. And this being Strike Zone with Connor through Norton Superior Brewing Company, we will be having nice particular video uploads in the near future as well. Comment below with any topics you want us to bring up in the near future or potentially what you would like to see from myself and Connor overall. I'm here to remind you to keep your stick on the ice, swing your bats, catch your touchdowns, drain your threes, and shoot your shots. Booyah.